We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of... Hello and welcome to TV Times 3, episode number 153 Um, On this episode we have a few news items We'll take a look at the CW Fall TV schedule And discuss recent season premieres of Castle, Dexter, and Homeland Plus a reality check and some TV on DVD picks And you can find the full show notes with time codes for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 153. I am Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com. And this week we have joining us... Drew Morehouse from Zap to It. Welcome. Thank you. Yay. Thanks for coming on the podcast again. It's a pleasure to be here. So so how are things over at Zap to It since you were someplace else last time you were on? I, w- I was at E online before, um, and now I'm now I'm at Zap to it. I have a whole bunch of new different beats, so it takes some getting used to. Do you get a chance? Do you like to get to choose what you want to work on, or you assign things and you have to kind of adjust your viewing habits? It's both. It's half and half. Nice. The lowest person on the totem pole. Um, <laughs> I, I inherited Dancing with the Stars. Which is really awesome. <laughs> you sound really convinced. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people think so, so I'm saying a lot. Nice. <laughs> Excellent. So, I mean, we'll just jump right in then and talk about the news. There's been some news this week. Not a lot going on because it's just premiere week, and, and so there hasn't been a lot to come out yet. I'm still waiting to hear what that first cancellation is going to be, um, which is always scary. But the CW has renewed summer series, Osit and Breaking Point, for a second season. I kind of, I knew Osit would be renewed because it was doing moderately well, but I didn't realize that Breaking Point was doing well enough to get a second season. And I know a lot of people liked it that I had talked to, so that's a good thing. I didn't watch it. Maybe I will. No. Probably not. <laughs> well, I, I think it's a good thing that, that the CW, even though I'm not a big reality guy, that they're trying to program some stuff to try and keep... <laughs> You know, some semblance of uh, yeah of creating something over the summer. That's good. I'm glad it's kind of working for them. We'll see where it goes. Um, this is, okay, TNT has renewed Major Crimes for a second season and Franklin and Bash for a third season. Now, I haven't watched any, no, that's not true. I watched like two episodes of the second season of Franklin and Bash. But I just, ugh, Major Crimes, I just, I don't know. There's just something off about it. And maybe it is just because Keir Sedgwick's not there, but I... <laughs> <laughs> it's a big change. It's just not my cup of tea. And good for the people involved that they get to keep being these people, but I don't think I'm going to be watching. Um, so that's that. And then USA Network has renewed Royal, Royal Pains for a fifth and sixth season, White Collar for a fifth season. Wow, Royal Pains got two seasons. Anyway, and White Collar for a fifth season and Covert Affairs for a fourth season. Um, so that's good. I didn't realize. I don't know when that happened because I wasn't paying attention this week. But good for all those people. I watched one of those shows. Yeah, it's it's still the all the other shows that are still the the necessary roughness and. I mean, I have a feeling that all the other shows that weren't mentioned are probably done. I would imagine. I don't know. Okay. Maybe not. Well. Uh... Psych cannot be done. Oh, Psych can't be done. I can't deal with Psych not being done. Like, if Psych (laughs) ever ends, I don't know what I'm going to do. Psych just kind of exists in its own world. It'll go on forever. 
Well, if Psych ever premieres this fall, if we ever oh, premiered it, that would be awesome. We, we yeah. mentioned that last week on the cable preview. We were like, we went through all the shows that were, you know, had started up or were going to be starting. And then I added, and Psych is supposed to yeah, <laughs> come back someday. This, this fall, but we still don't know when. Yeah, you have to end all your stories with Psych premieres sometime this fall. <laughs> Stay tuned. It's going to be like, we're going to find out like the Tuesday before. Oh, by the way, Psych comes back tomorrow. With a, oh. like 10 emails show up with all the stuff from our set visit. Like Exactly. Oh, by the way, remember when we were all there? Here, can yeah. you post this stuff? <laughs> My gosh. Actually, I, I went through a situation where I was like, did I get that yet? Did I get that and forget to post it? Like, have I completely dropped the ball? And then I realized that I, I didn't. I was fine. Anyway. That's our news. I'm sure there's more out there. There's probably going to be more coming, but um, that's what we saw fit to Wait, talk about. Wait, you think there's going to be more news coming? Eventually. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> so that's our news, and Jason's going to kind of talk us through the CW now, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll do our last uh, fall preview of the of the year here at, of the fall yeah of the of the fall here since we've uh hit all the previous networks and cable last week but the cw has the most shows starting mm. late so we'll go through the week and uh, we'll talk a little bit about each of the or at least each of the shows if we're watching any of them and and whatnot so we'll start out since uh there's nothing on sunday for the cw the cw starts up on monday with uh, 90210 and Gossip Girl returning on October 8th. How about you, Drew? Will you be watching either of those? Yeah, I I always watch Gossip Girl. I can't help myself. Um, but 90210 now. I feel like I'm going to watch Gossip Girl this year. Like, I'm kind of an off-and-on Gossip Girl watcher. But with it being the last season, I, I kind of feel like everything's going to be a little more focused, maybe, and that I'm going to just kind of stick with it until the end maybe yeah i said that about something else recently but there's like no point in stopping now like if i've, <laughs> if I've, if I've put in this much time there's no point in like going well there's only 13 more episodes i think i'll drop it now i'm done i'm good i don't need any more <laughs> i don't know I, don't, I mean it should be interesting i a lot of people have not a lot of people but a couple people have seen the premiere already and say that it's kind of off to a good start so We'll see. Uh, but 90210, I, I think I watched the first season. Like, maybe I made it through the whole season. I don't quite know. But, um, no. Even Ryan Lochte couldn't get me back to 90210, everybody. <laughs> wow, that's saying something. <laughs> oh, man, Ryan Lochte. He's probably a better actor than half the people on that show. Anyway, that's Monday. <laughs> Well, the thing is, is he could easily come in and play a teenager, though, right? Just like... Uh, yeah, because he, he, he doesn't look 45. <laughs> if he was actually going to uh, not play himself, uh, that would be, you know... Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see him not play himself or something. <laughs> Seriously. Anyway, okay. that's Monday. <laughs> On to Tuesdays. Tuesdays will be uh, Heart of Dixie starting up as of tomorrow night, uh, October uh, 2nd. And then it'll be followed by... Emily Owens, MD, as of October 16th. And that's actually available right now, online somewhere. For the public? Yeah. Oh. They announced, like, last week that they were going to put it out um, 
for early viewing. I didn't see much like publicity about it, but yeah. Yeah, as of today, it's supposed to be uh, it's supposed to be. Online. Yeah, I saw somebody say something about it. That's very that's typical of me. I saw something about <laughs> it somewhere, um, but it's a very, it's apparently out there. So I guess search for it. Yeah. Maybe CW has it. I don't know what network it's on. Right, like obviously it's on CW. I mean, what website it's on. Um, so yeah. Um, I'm actually going to be watching both of those things. Well, okay. I'll be watching Heart of Dixie, but I can't guarantee that I'm going to last past the second episode of Emily Owens, but I did watch the pilot, and I'll give it a second episode. What about you, Drew? Um, I really liked Emily Owens. Uh, I I thought it was very smart, and I'm looking forward to seeing Mamie Gummer um, in a lead role. I I just think she's adorable. I really enjoyed her um, Good Wife. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I all I've seen is the pilot, and you're right. It, it, it could not keep that momentum, but, but I hope it does. I really enjoyed it. I do, too. I do, too. I want her to succeed. I love her. I love her, and I'm so excited that, like you said, she's going to be in a, a lead role and not just, you know, playing kind of an awkward person i mean she wasn't a lead role in that off the map but nobody counts that <laughs> that's right <laughs> i mean seriously i don't i don't know I, I i really like her i mean she's very watchable i mean in pretty much anything and she's she's very good i mean yeah uh, her the character she i mean her the, pedigree is pretty good too the, it's not the like character she's someone... she plays on the good wife is just like well, like pretty much any other character on the Good Wife that they bring in there, yeah, they're so good. But I don't know. I wasn't instantly drawn into this, you know, medical drama. Every I, I'll give it a couple more episodes to see where exactly they're going with it. But everything that they set up in the first episode is just like, yeah, okay. Also, I don't think you're their target market. Well, that's probably true, but but. <laughs> but since I'm not uh, an 18 to uh, what 32 year old woman, that yeah. I, I definitely am not in their their target market. But they're also trying to expand their target market to it's be true. more than just that. So I will say, Jason, I need to pipe in and say that my 45 year old husband really liked it as well. So, okay. So, so take that, Amory. <laughs> I'll give it a like I said. I'll give it a second episode. I like everybody in the show, you know, aside from Mamie Gummer. So that that'll be that's something that I usually end up watching at least one new CW show a year, and then just kind of go back and revisit if something was really good. But. um I might be breaking my rule this year and watching a lot more than that, but we'll see. Well, we'll move on to Wednesdays where we can talk about the the CW show that I will definitely be watching, uh, which uh, is Arrow, which starts up on uh, October 10th, and that'll be followed by uh, Supernatural, which starts up as of October 3rd. So how about that, Drew? Be watching either of those? Um, Arrow... Me and my 45-year-old husband both love it. I, I think it's one of the best, if not the best, new fall show of the entire um, of network and cable. I just really, really enjoyed it. And those abs. And those abs, yes. 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 That's all I can say about that. Um, so your 45-year-old husband really enjoyed the abs? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> 
maybe I will enjoy my 45 year old husband aspiring to a piece <laughs> of I mean, I think it's a really big thing for the CW that, like you said, it is one of the better pilots, and you don't, it's not often that people are like, CW has my favorite drama pilot. Like, it just doesn't happen. Um, so I think that's really good. And I think that it was smart and the abs and I'll be watching. Yeah, my my three favorite pilots, I mean, the top three for me of all the new dramas was, uh, you know, Nashville, Last Resort and Arrow. So, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to it. There was a couple little things in the in the Arrow pilot that you, that make me go, what, what? I need more explanation <laughs> about that. But, and I felt a little bit like it would have worked better as a two hour, you know, like if they had 90 minutes to introduce yeah. uh, everything. But, you know, I'm, I definitely like what they set up uh, in the episode. And, and there's a couple of things that I'm, you know, if everything else remains good, I'll be willing to just let go. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I really want to know where he got his computer skills at. That's, that's the thing that's really bothering me. Uh, he's been on an island for five years. But other than that, I really like island. Um, yeah, no, I think that it was really well done. I think that my only problem right now is that I don't love Willa Holland. Um, so she might have some things to prove to me. But I, I like Stephen. I like Katie Cassidy. I like... Susanna Thompson, who I love always. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something worth, I think it's, everybody should check it out. Like, even if you're not a CW watcher, a uh, Marvel watcher, like, you know, you don't love superheroes. I still think that the show works on so many different levels that it's definitely something good. Yeah. And if you're not really sure on the, you know, it's, it's more Batman than Superman, you know, it's, there's, that's a really good way to put it. There's no, yeah. there's, there's no super abilities. He's, been you know trained by unless trained. you count that computer stuff yeah <laughs> he's been trained by you know his his abilities and stuff like that are all uh his training and and things that he had to deal with on the island and stuff like that that have turned him into uh you know the the crime fighter or the or whatever you want to type of character you want to call him and uh mm-hmm. but yeah so there's there's not a you know he can get hurt you know and stuff like that but there's still there's lots of action uh, there's some couple of interesting, uh, you know, sort of overall stories that they set up, uh, and then they're going to give you a story of the week, you know, where he's trying to protect somebody or go after somebody or or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that supernatural, I don't know. I I go off and on about it. I didn't really watch most of last season. But Jeremy Carver's back, and I do love Jeremy Carver. So we'll see. Jeremy Carver's going to change everything. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> Though, if Jeremy Carver couldn't keep me interested in being human, I, I don't know. We'll see. You're on, uh, you're on notice, Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> In season eight, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you it's like a situation where I've made it this far. Like, why am I going to stop now? Yeah. But at some point you have to if it's never going to end. Well, yeah, you keep, you keep thinking, well, maybe this will be the last year. I, yeah. I got to stick with it. And then they're like, wait, another one? I'm doing it again? Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
Yeah, Supernatural is going to be the show where you're going to go, wait, that ran for 10 years on the CW? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yes. So that's Wednesdays. On to Thursdays, which will be The Vampire Diaries, uh, starting up on October 11th. And that'll be followed by a new show and Drew's favorite of the three. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Beauty and the Beast as of October 11th. Uh, <laughs> it's like you just want to kind of let that one sit. Well, um, so what will you be watching on Thursdays on the CW, Drew? Um, I will have my channel to another network. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, nothing with this on Vampire Diaries, but um, I... I I checked out before last season, and um, I just—I I know it's—I didn't really give him enough enough of a chance, but Paul Wesley doing the Bad Angel just didn't impress me, <laughs> and I—I I have too much for TV that I find a lot more interesting. No, I'm the same way about Vampire Diaries. I didn't watch it all last season, and I don't care how many people are like, um, it was so great. You have to go back and watch it. I just—I I can't. I just don't, like you said, I have too much other stuff on, so I'm sure it'll be, you know, continue to be great, but other people can enjoy that. Yeah, I quite, en- I quite enjoy Vampire Diaries. I just like the way in which they continually just speed through story. Like, they just, it, the show is ever-changing, you know, uh, it doesn't really sit and continue to do the exact same thing over and over, even though it's roughly the same thing. It's kind of weird, but, you know, I just... uh I just like what they what they do there. But uh, how about Beauty and the Beast? I will say this. Um, I watched Beauty and the Beast the same day I watched Cult. And there is a battle royale right now for my least favorite CW pilot. <gasps> um, but I won't be watching Beauty and the Beast because I don't like Kristen Krug at all. And I just thought it was so ridiculous. Uh, so, uh, everybody out there, the, for the drinking game, you can take a drink now. Uh, Amory has added another person <laughs> she doesn't like. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure if you listen back to 152 episodes, I have mentioned that I don't like Kristen Krug at one point. Um. No, but every time you mention, is it your... <laughs> every time I mention someone I don't like, just drink. It'll be fine. It'll all work out at the end. You yeah. won't even remember what you're listening You'll to. You'll be wasted by the end of the podcast. Um, but, but seriously, I mean, she looks like she's 15, which fine. I I don't take her seriously as a New York detective. And also just because you have a little scar on your face does not make you Ron Perlman from 1984. Minuscule scar. Oh my God. It's like he has a zit and they're like, he's a beast. I can't even, can't even deal with it. Yeah, the Beauty and the Beast, it's more, I, I keep calling it Beauty and the Hulk, because he's, <laughs> other than the scar, he's a normal looking guy, but you don't want to get him angry or worked up. Yeah. Uh, that's when he becomes <laughs> sort of beastly and, and angry, you know, so it's just like, um, I, it's like they've, they've taken, you know, two things and tried to put them together and, uh, and you're just like, gee, how will she ever fall for him? You know, like, I mean, say what people might about oh Vanessa Hudgens. At least she did that movie where Alex Pettifer kind of looked weird. Um, well, he definitely looked know. weird it's in just, that movie. I get what they're going for. They want this, like, star-crossed love story of... I don't know. 
but no. Yeah, I don't think that it works as I don't know. There's just a lot of it that doesn't work <laughs> in the in Beauty and the Beast, and uh, that you're just like, yeah, like her as a you know. I don't dislike her as much as everybody else seems to, but I don't really buy her as, you know, this New York cop. And uh, that's, a, you know, a problem. So, you, Drew, you've, you've refused to watch it? So my is based on ignorance and mouth. Yeah, you, yeah, you've seen, yeah. like, you've seen some clips that and, uh, and that, that was and enough like to Emily tell you. Said, I, I really like. Ron Perlman, or maybe she didn't like him, but but I I actually did like the original show, and and it's just it's horrifying that they're they're even using not not the title, but you know what I mean. There there should be no reference made to that original. By the way, written by uh, Alex Ganza, he won his first Emmy for Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, it seems to be a a bunch of shows occasionally that come out that just basically take a title from something to try and get a recognition uh, for something, but then they're not, you know, it's not really the same, you know, it's not really what you're expecting. And uh, I'm interested in like, you know, taking a new idea, taking an old idea and doing something new with it. But this doesn't, this, this doesn't work. This is like taking the idea, but then taking out what really the idea is and, and then making a procedural, you know, weekly, uh, thing with this, these two, will they be together type of thing? It, it felt so manufactured. Uh, I don't know, is, uh, is the way to put it. So yeah, that's Thursday. I mean, we, we can't belabor the point that beating the beast is horrible <laughs> anymore. We just can't. Okay. So on to uh Friday night's, the CW has America's Next Top Model uh, running right now, and uh, that'll be followed by Nikita as of October 19th. So how about Nikita? Be you, will you be watching Nikita, Drew? Yeah, I, was, I watched the first two episodes and was bored out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, always, I always say I'm going to go back to it, but I never do. Like, so I think that that's kind of a sign that I'm never going to. But I really like, I really like Maggie. And I really like that, like, Devin Sal is around and all that. Um, but no. I am watching America's Next Top Model, and if Crazy Victoria from the homeschool house doesn't win, I'm burning my house down. She's nuts, and I want to see her continue. Anyway. <laughs> I, I like Nikita. I Similar to what I said about the Vampire Diaries is they mm-hmm. don't sit on any one thing. They've sort of changed the show up a couple times already, and they did it again going into this third season. So interested to see uh, where they're, where they're going. Uh, and that will do it for our uh, CW uh, preview a little bit. Although uh, mm-hmm. Amory mentioned cult and then they also have um, the Carrie diaries coming at mid season. And I differ a little on <laughs> cult or a lot actually on cult uh, from Amory. I really liked it. Um, I think the idea is intriguing. I'm definitely interested to see subsequent episodes to see where they go with it. There's always been show within a show uh, ideas, but the the mystery around the show within a show and the the sort of cult aspect of not just the 
the show itself, but is there an actual cult around, you know, in sort of a, a, mm-hmm. a part of the fan base? Uh, I I just found the whole idea intriguing, and I'm interested to see how they execute it. Uh, and then the Carrie Diaries was was really good as well. I mean, a very good recreation of the 80s. Drew, what did you I think agree of with you. Uh, I I really liked it a lot too. Um, it, I was surprised that people didn't like it. That that's how much I liked it. I <laughs> I definitely prefer the show within the show. I, I I still think about it. That's how. Uh, yeah. Well, I I just find the whole thing, you know, like Robert Nepper playing an actor who's also, you know, but he's also playing the character within the show. But you're not quite sure, <laughs> like, is he really, you know, like like what's the deal with him? Is, uh, and you know the the secret writer of the show and and all the things that they you know people disappearing around the show that are you know fans and. The the whole idea of of sort of taking that sort of rabid fan base for shows like a Vampire Diaries or something like that, and then just adding this whole other twist to it, uh, I I just find I it will watch completely a second intriguing. Episode, because I don't like to not watch a second episode, even if I don't like the pilot. Um, but yeah, just something struck me. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what it was. I just didn't love it. I like the idea. I like the idea of exploring this world within, you know, a show within a show and, and the cult surrounding it. So we'll see. It's on, it's on notice, though. I also do want to say out loud that um, Carrie Diary surprised me, and um, I, like, really liked it. I thought it was adorable. Yeah. I thought that, what's her name? What, what is her name? Sophia something? She was really good. And I, I don't know, like, it could have been played in such a weird way. It could have been played so differently, but she played it exactly how it needed to be. And she wasn't overly sweet. She could tell she, I don't know, she was just like an actual actress versus sometimes the CW is not really great with the acting and they only find the pretty ones. Um, but she was actually an actor first, which I liked. She's beautiful, but she's an actor first, too. So I'm excited to see what happens. You mean you... You don't you don't buy it when they find the nope. beautiful twenty four year old woman to <laughs> play sixteen. That's exactly what I'm saying. So that is our CW fall and spring preview. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'll check out a second episode of everything. We'll see how the chips fall once the season continues. And so now it's prime time time. Um, you know, I watched an episode of Hang Time on YouTube the other day. It really made me happy. Um, Anyway, Castle is our first show we're talking about. Season 5, Episode 1, After the Storm, the season premiere. I was concerned that the show would go there and then step back immediately and kind of, you know, tease the fans. Okay, well, it happened, and now there's going to be all this awkwardness. And there is, like, an awkwardness about it. Um, but I really like that they aren't shying away from it. Kate and Rick are in this. Like, they're in it. They're there now. And I like that. I agree 100%. Um, it just seems really natural to me. And I also love the idea that they're keeping it secret for a while mm-hmm. from everybody. Um, I just think that that adds more fun to it. And it, it actually gives us a chance to be comfortable with the relationship um, before everybody else is as well. Yeah, it gives them a chance to have a lot of fun with 
uh, you know, the right. accidentally saying a little too much and then trying to cover it up or, uh, you know, or or be, maybe being out someplace and, and being seen or, you know, all different types of stuff. Uh, while they're trying to figure it out, uh, it, it allows the, the fans to have some fun uh, with it. And, you know, I, I'm I'm sure there'll be some turbulence at some point in time, but it looks like, you know, they're going to give a few episodes before they uh, really, uh, you know, do anything that I doubt they'll ever, you know, tear it apart, but they can't, yeah. they won't just leave it. Everything's perfect, obviously for, for, from now until the show ends. Uh, but I like the idea that, you know, it, as they try and figure it out, but also try and figure out how they're going to tell their family and coworkers and friends and stuff. It's, you know, I, I think they've done a really good job finally putting them together and uh, they've shown it, you know, they've done in the past that they're really good at, at, at writing this stuff. And, and having a lot of fun with this. I always compare Castle to Bones. Like, it just kind of comes, it's, it's, I guess because we've seen the kind of same trajectory. But with Castle, we're actually going to get to explore them kind of learning about each other and falling in love versus kind of jumping ahead and, oh, they were always in a relationship anyway, so we just, now there's a baby. Like, they've, they've handled it always so much better than they did on other shows. Um that I'm excited to see how they do handle it going forward because it isn't going to be your typical, they break up over a stupid thing. Their characters have been through so much that I think the writing has always been good enough that they're going to, it's going to be handled really well. And then the other show, I think about it too, like in the premiere where, you know, Kate has this whole thing where she's off and she's trying to take down Horner and glasses and Castle was like worried, but also there for her. And I just, they dealt with kind of their first crisis really well. Excellent. And and what do you think of the sort of wrap up to the mother storyline? Well, it's not really wrapped up. It's just it's changed. And and I, um, as a woman, really like that she's not a victim anymore. Yeah. And I really hated seeing that side of her because she's such a strong cop. And now now she's only it. So that's very refreshing to me. I agree with that. Yeah, I like the way they handle it. They they do sort of leave it open that it they could still do something with it. Uh, I'm sort of hoping that they kind of have put it behind and they find something else to do. Because that's the one... While they, you know, them finally getting together and stuff like that, of course it's going to take multiple seasons and, and things. And then you put them together and you can, you, you know, you can do a show for for a long time and, and keep your leads together. But some of the times these overarching storylines that they keep going back to, they just feel too much after a while. You're just like, I liked that it finally did make sense because each time they would find out something new, it kept getting bigger and bigger. And you were like, okay, how, how much farther can you go? You know, you're like, this is going to get too big. And then I was, I was glad to see that it turned out to be something that you're like, okay, I buy that, you know, like that. Yeah, that makes sense, you know, for what's been what's been going on. I I did like that that you sort of finally, I meant wrap up and that you sort of finally found out that right, sort of. what the deal really was. I was bummed that Tama Pennicut was blown away, like right away, just because I like him. But I'm glad we'll, we'll get. To, 
he's on yeah, something. Yeah, he needs to come back on somewhere. something else as a he good guy. Cast on something. <laughs> I don't know where. I just know that he was. So that'll be good. Um, but no, I'm just really cite your source on that, Emery. What? Cite your source on that. <laughs> if anybody ever asks me to cite a source, it's not that I'm hiding them. I'm not trying to keep them quiet. I don't remember who told me anything. I will say this. Castle's one of those shows that I don't rush to watch every week, but um, it's never a show I'm disappointed in, so I'm, I'm excited to see where it kind of continues. So that's Castle. Dexter, season seven, episode one. Are you the season premiere? Okay. I really like, so I didn't love season six. I think a lot of people didn't love season six, but I didn't like, I wasn't an outright hater of season six. It just was not as strong as we have seen in the past that the show can be like the John Lithgow season, um, Jimmy Smith's to a lesser degree and Julia Stiles. I really liked, but I was really happy that even though in the beginning of this episode, it felt like, Oh, he's going to erase it all. He's going to convince Deb that, um, it was just self-defense and, and she's going to buy it and everything's going to be fine. It's going to be back to normal. But to have her be in his apartment at the end of the episode, I really am happy that that's where they went with it. Yeah. I have to say that I didn't, I was happy with that because I didn't see that coming. Like not that soon anyways, because mm-hmm. she definitely is the type of character that if there's something bugging her about something, she's not going to, you know, leave it alone. She's going to, she's going to keep, you know, looking into stuff and, and questioning things. So it wasn't a surprise that that was something like that was going to come. I was just surprised that it came in the first episode, you know, like <laughs> that, that they didn't, uh, that they didn't drag that out. Yeah. But I'm trying not to say anything about <laughs> what I liked about it since I've seen the next two. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. And, and they kind of blur together. Yeah, it was, it was one of those. Well, it it has that ending where you go, if anybody out there, if they had access to see, to episode two right then, they were going to watch it. Right. Exactly. It's, it's not like you're going to wait uh, with an with an ending like that. So, but I I like where they're they're going with that. With um, you know, I like I saw somebody that was like uh, in their review or something that was like. Now Deb knows everything. Well, at the end of this episode, she doesn't really know everything. Yeah, <laughs> she she's got uh, she's got a lot more information, <laughs> but she comes to a couple other realizations in the next couple episodes. Yeah, and you know what? The, the, I mean, I love the whole Deb finding out thing, but what I'm really interested in is that they might use Laguerta to a better in a better way this season with her. You know. She loved Dokes so much, and she didn't ever believe that Dokes was the Bay Harbor Butcher. So to find this slide and and to kind of start that process, I'm excited to see where that story goes, too. And, and I have a theory that this season will be all about everybody finding out about Dexter. I mean, I don't know. I just know that Deb knows. But I have a theory that everybody's going to find out about Dexter this season, and then next season he's going to be on the run. The final season, which I hope is the final season, because it just needs, it needs an end point. Yeah, I don't know, and you know, maybe, maybe some others will, will find out, but you know, the the more they do that, if they have, uh, you know, if they continue to do that, then they'll have the same problem that they had when they had Dokes find out. You know, if is where do they go from there? Uh, you know, does he end up having to go on the run, or that definitely changes things up if too many people, you know, know or sus. Suspect or something like that, mm-hmm. but I definitely like 
that they have in this episode. They set up, you know, Deb finds out, and then LaGuerta finds out not that the Bay Harbor Butcher may still be, you know, out there. And so she starts looking into something. And then you have the, you know, the computer geek guy that, uh, you know, has the serial killer game that right. you're still not sure how whacked out that guy is, but you know, he's not necessarily, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's going to be a problem for, for him as well. So there's like three sides, you know, there's like this Dexter's like surrounded by a triangle of, of people he has to deal with as, as the season goes forward here. And, you know, there's definitely plenty to work with to ratchet up the tension of, mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, people finding out, and you know Deb's sort of in it now, with the cover up and stuff like that. Of that, you know, even though she may start to, you know, she come, you know, she finds out more there at the end of the episode. She's like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of screwed because yeah. <laughs> I helped you cover it up. Yeah, she's already an accessory after the fact. I don't know. But it's can I say one more? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. About LaGuardia, I have wanted her dead since season one. At the end of season one in the storage <laughs> container area, I really thought they were going to kill her off. And um, this is the first season where I've actually liked her. Like, oh, my gosh, this is why she got hired. She does have a brain. You know, she yeah. can make deductions. And Dokes was one of my favorite characters. And, and a point that I made in my recap was... If you're an intelligent black cop in Miami, you don't have a very long lifespan. <laughs> it's true, because then Billy Billy Brown's character, Mike, was killed. Yeah, too. really liked Mike. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I thought that Michael C. Hall and Jennifer Carpenter maybe have never been better than they were right. in that, even that opening scene where, like, it was so, like, tense, but he was kind of, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Like so engrossing. And so, I don't know. He was trying to woo her in a way, like to come to his side. It was just really well done. And I just can't stop, but I can't help but think about how difficult it might be for them um, to be playing that kind of, you know, interaction, but God, they're so good. I never would have said that talking about not liking a character. I never would have said that about Jennifer Carpenter in season one, but as she's played the character, I just, I've, completely come on to her side and I'm like a huge fan. But yeah. So that's Dexter. Definitely sets the new season off in a much more interesting way yeah. than the previous season. For sure. And I think oh. knowing that they have an end in sight is is forcing them to focus a little bit more. And I always think that's a great idea. Like yeah. I think that's a really smart thing to do for shows and more shows need to start doing it. Not that I'm saying I want like a lot of shows to end, but I want shows to like, like Kurt Flatter is writing towards the seven season like plan and he's where he wants to be in his plan. And even if FX doesn't want them to end, like I feel like Kurt Flatter is going to still try and get it to end, but there's just other shows, Supernatural, for example, um, that will just never end because there's no end in sight. Well, yeah, I think there's a, especially with highly serialized shows. Yeah, I think there's a certain point where uh, you get to that you just the the only way to continue is to repeat yourself, and it's you know it starts to feel very repetitive in subsequent seasons and stuff like that, and so and you start to you know buy into 
stuff that's going on less. And so yeah. I think uh, in in a show like Dexter and stuff like that, they that's why, you know, they're in the middle with like season six and like season, you know, even like maybe season three or whatever. Uh, there's there's like a little less like where, you know, where are we going? How long are we going to do this? Uh, what are, you know, uh, what are we going to do with the, these these characters how do we keep him from getting caught you know yeah. over and over and over yeah. and over again uh how is it, nobody finds out and and all these things so i'm definitely interested to see if you know if they start to work towards uh an an actual ending uh with shows i like you know you you, you kind of never want to see them in but then you also don't want to just see them become a shadow of their former self either right uh so you know but like a show like supernatural i think the thing that's weird about that one is that it had such a a five-year you know five-year arc of going Mm -hmm. to something huge oh eric kripke (laughs) where you know going to something huge at at and then they have to go past that you know like but the events of that were so big that you're just like, how do you really go past that? And so, yeah. but overall, I think it's the type of show that you can continue on because you can, you can continue to do weird creatures and monsters and spooky things of the week, you know, forever, you know. <laughs> All right. Homeland, my favorite show on TV. Homeland. Season two, episode one, The Smile. God, I'm glad this show's back. <laughs> How great was that smile, too? Oh, God. Oh, so good. I just, every time somebody asks me about Homeland, I literally just, like, blather on at them for, until they walk away, essentially. Um, (laughs) It's pretty much what it is. But it's just, even that, like, I'm not usually a huge fan of annoying teenage characters that serve no purpose, but Dana has served such an important purpose, even if she kind of gets on my nerves. You know what I mean? Like, that bonding moment at the end of the episode, she's like grounding her father, even though he's definitely turned, you know, he's definitely the POW that was turned. And it's just, everybody's giving the, you know, the performance of their career there. And it's just, it was so tense and it keeps getting more tense and I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, for the teenage character, yeah, there's always that problem of the, the annoying teenage character on some of these shows. Yeah. But there's, I think there's a difference between teenagers are annoying and this is an annoying teenage character. Right. Uh, and I think she's the former. You know, she's playing the role of an annoying teenage uh, yeah. character. Uh, it's not a, a teenage character that's annoying me. So, um, Yeah, that's a really good point. Like you said, she is being used, you know, to do things. It helps move the story along. It helps, uh, you know, create different things different things that happen. She's, you know, she's in an interesting place of, of questioning things. Cause she's got, you know, she's seen things and, and, and heard things. How could she not be questioning, you know, yeah. what, what's going yeah. on? And, uh, but overall, I think a, a really good, you know, the way the first season ends, you're like, okay, how are they going to come back? You know, what are they going to do for a second season? And then, you know, this, you know, there's a bit of a time jump, and then to see how they're temporarily at this point bringing her, uh, you know, back in mm-hmm. uh, because they get a tip that you know from her, a former, you know, informant of hers. Uh, 
I think, you know, worked really well. And even though she's had the, you know, the treatment or the surgery or whatever, and she's on medication and stuff like that, the character that is still off, you know, she's still that such a, such a great performance. Oh my God. <laughs> I, mean, I was so excited when she won that Emmy. I was excited for Damian Lewis. Um, Me as well, too. Because of the and the brothers, you know, he didn't win anything for that. And, um, he's, and I really liked life as well. Me too. Oh, I love life. And he, like, I was, I was explaining my dad's never watched show. We were in the car on the way home from the airport. And, um, I was explaining how they won and they were all excited. And I was talking about Homeland and like I said, blathering on. And I realized that like Damian Lewis, another, another person playing that character, even the same way or the, the same approach that Damian Lewis is taking. I don't know that I would be as enamored with this terroristic POW who's been turned, you know, who's trying to undermine the government from the vice president's office. I don't know that anybody else I would be as, okay, yeah, I understand that. I support him as I am with this, with the way Damien Lewis is Brody. I love Brody. I love him. Yeah, I, he's another guy that, you know, an actor that's, that's just very watchable in whatever mm-hmm. whatever he seems to, uh, to, to take on. And you know, it's been said hundreds of times, thousands of times, but the cast of the show is just all around phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and the stuff that they're given to do, they pull it off so brilliantly that, you know, I was, you know, you're pulled back in pretty well in the, with the, with the first episode back. But I'll just say the next episode. Oh my God. The, the next episode, you're like, oh man. I could. I was like, how could they? I was like, how could you not send three? How could you not send three episodes? Why only two? Yes, yes. Not to spoil anything, but there was a scene where I literally, I was sitting here, I was watching it on my computer. I was not breathing. I had my hand over my mouth. I was like, like, I I couldn't move. It it was for TV. Like, it's a it's a, a small thing. TV does affect me a lot, and I do cry a lot, and I do like get emotional about shows, but. There are very few shows that I have that visceral reaction to where I kind of am like, I can't breathe and move at the same time. Um, And wow. It's just the show. It's so smart and it's so well done. And I just love it. I just love it. I mean, I feel bad that that's all I'm saying about it. I could probably go into more depth about what I love, but I just love it. And it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be easy. Like it's not an easy show to find a way to support all the characters. And I do, I don't know who to root for, even though, you know, patriotically I should be rooting for the CIA, but then there's Brody. So it's a good one. Well, everyone is flawed in their own way and human in their own way. Yeah, exactly. And Mandy Patinkin is just so good. Hi, (laughs) I love that. I heard that he was really emotional on, on Emmy night, and I'm really happy that he was emotional in a positive way. Me too. Um, so, yeah, so that's prime time. We, three great premieres, I thought, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the seasons of all of them. And that's about it. Let us know what you guys thought about the, those episodes. Let's get some feedback. Viewer feedback, everybody. So, reality, great food truck race ended last 
what a great night to have the end of the food truck race when a thousand literally other shows premiered on that night. Um, but I did choose to watch it instead of certain other things, um, just to see if, just to make sure, I guess I should say, that Nona's Kitchenette didn't win. Spoiler alert. Um, so I was very happy to see Soul Sausage take it because I like them. They never did anything to offend me in the whole episode or the whole season. Every other truck seemed to have offended me in some way, um, but not these guys. So good for them. Well, I have to say they deserved a win. They were pretty much, except for, I think they had like one sort of off week, but they were basically at the top the whole competition through. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they, uh, but the final the final episode, I mean, the final competition. It never of, stopped. Of, of calling them up and being like, okay, you're done here. You got to go to the next place. And uh, and that Soul Sausage won with, you know, where they caught up of a, a three hour selling deficit and five hundred bucks. Deficit, yeah, and five hundred bucks. That That's and big and then recovery. won and won by like a hundred and something. I mean, yeah. so basically they won. You know, they really won by you know six, maybe a thousand bucks. Yeah, very uh, good. You know, over over what they did, so you know they definitely deserve to win. So I was happy with that. And just a very, I don't know if, you know, if they'll do that every time or whatever, but I found the people wanting to run a food truck as opposed to the people that already run a food truck competing much more uh, entertaining and watchable. Yeah, I know. I agree. I agree. So that's food truck race. And I've been watching Survivor and I really want Blair from the Facts of Life to win. But if she keeps crying in a corner, she's not going to. Also, I love Jonathan Penner. I love Malcolm as well. Yeah. Even though yeah. He's, he's not playing a smart game, but oh I find him. He's a smart guy, and he's just making an awesome mistake. Yeah. I, I think, you know, there's usually there's a villain that steps up, and I they last all season, so I was very happy to see that Roxy, who, I mean, they were cuddling. They they were cuddling. It was cold. I don't. I don't hate them for it. They were cold. I'd do the same thing, Roxy. So back up, calm down. <laughs> Malcolm was. I mean, even Malcolm interviewed. He's like, I'm. I'm in an alliance with other people. Like, it's not going to affect anything. I know it looks bad, but like, it's not changing the way I play my game. So I'm glad they got rid of her, and I'm glad Penner found the idol, and I'm glad. Um, I love how quickly the Brazilian girl turned on the other girl. She was like, she's not telling me something. <laughs> I will cut her. And I'm like, uh, I mean, it was like five minutes. Like five seconds ago you were saying, we're in this for the long haul, and now you're like cutting her down. So it's it's a good season so far for me. Here's what I say about those girls, um, <laughs> R.C. and Abe Maria. They act like Jenna Maraska and her pretty girl click did, except they're not that pretty. Their bodies are sort of grotesque, <laughs> I find. So combine that with RC's personality, and I just I want nothing to do with them. Yeah, yeah. I no, I, off my TV. I believe, I 100% I agree. And just so happy to see Jeff, is it Jeff Scoop, Michael Scoopin coming back? Um, because that was Except one of my... The guy is a walking wounded warrior. Previews for next week? Biggest yes. Is there anybody more clutchy than this guy? Oh, my God. That montage in the premiere where he had, like, cuts on both feet and hands and head, and now the next preview is, like, Michael's bleeding from the face. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I 
do want to know why Jeff Probst wasn't nominated this year for Outstanding Host, because he does a really, really good job in those tribal councils, like calling people on their crap and not letting them get away with saying, like, like Malcolm agreeing about cookies. Like Jeff doesn't let them get away with stupid stuff like that. He's like, are you kidding me? You don't really believe that. Tell us how you really feel. So I'm really, I'm really impressed by that. I, I think he got shafted just because the the past year of Survivor was not good. Yeah, it and was not good. And I need to say one more thing. Um, oh, yeah. Russell Spawn is so dumb. I cannot believe this guy is an attorney. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, my God. He's not a very bright fellow. No, and, he is not. That's, that's all I will say on Survivor for this week. <laughs> so, that's, <laughs> so that's reality. And then we wanted to talk about some TV on DVD picks and then something coming, uh, not quite TV on DVD related, but TV related. Um, <laughs> Jason looked at the list and sent the, like Jason, every week we get an email that says, like, pick some DVDs. And mine were already in place in the email before I had even looked at the list. And mine are It's Always Sunny Season 7, which parentheses was not the greatest season, but still one of my favorite shows, and The League Season 3 also another one of my favorite shows. The know your co-host part of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know me. You know that I love It's Always Sunny in the League. Coming back October 11th, and I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, for me, there wasn't uh, anything DVD-wise that uh, that really interested me this week. And uh, there didn't seem to be anything uh, for Drew as well. But she did have uh, something else that's coming out that she wanted to mention. I am actually holding in my hand, I think this thing weighs about 20 pounds, the Firefly Celebration book, mm. which is packed full of everything a Firefly fan could ever want. Um, there's scripts from the show. There are essays from people, from Joss um, and people like Jane Espenson, I believe, and interviews and pictures galore and you just must own this if you are a Firefly fan. And really, who isn't? <laughs> exactly. It sounds pretty cool as as something to sort of commemorate the the series and uh, and get more in-depth on maybe see some things that you haven't seen before, even if you are a big Firefly flan. Firefly flan. flan. Gosh, <laughs> can't even say it. I couldn't either. Firefly <laughs> fan. That's a lot of Fs. <laughs> on a row Uh, that L jumps right in there and let me just bring this together with our love for Homeland I I talked to Marina Baccarin um, about graduating from prostitute to housewife Um, (laughs) (laughs) she had a good laugh about that love it so yeah so go pick those things up and I'll be giving It's Always Sunny Away on the site this week sometime so look for that and and we'll have a link to that in the show notes once i get it posted and because i'm kind of very lazy this week it was a busy week last week i can be a little lazy this week um so yeah so that's our show that's where you take the the trip and then when you come back and you sort of take a few days off getting oh my gosh getting back into there's uh, just laundry strewn about my living room right now i I've looked at it like 17 times since I came home. Have I made any attempt to do it? Okay. So thank you to Drew for joining us. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Always love having Drew come back. Yes, thanks for coming on. And uh, 
again, in the show notes, we'll be able to find uh, – we'll have links to where you can find uh, Drew online and where you can read her stuff at. Excellent. All right. Our song, our music today was provided by IODA Promonet. The song is TV Party from the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. iTunes, Stitcher.com slash TV, TVTimes3.com, spell it all out, Twitter, Facebook. These are all the places you can find us. And ratings and reviews, always appreciated. Ratings and reviews, always appreciated. In, in iTunes or Stitcher or the new podcast app for your iPhone. Mm-hmm. That's it. What's happening next week? Uh, next week, we'll be back to doing a more uh, regular show. So we'll probably be talking about you know five to seven of uh, the shows from the previous week instead of just uh, two or three. Uh, since we will be done with the, the fall previews. Uh, not quite sure who's joining me yet, but uh, we'll definitely be back with another episode to uh, look at the first, you know, two or three episodes of some things that have uh, premiered here. Excellent. So if you've got uh, if you've got some shows out there that you want to hear about, uh, let us know. And I implore you all to watch Ben and Kate. Thank you. <laughs> I watched the second episode today, and it was really good. And I'm really happy that it was really good. And I will say, because I was not very positive on Mindy, the first episode. This is just giving an update on my life at this point. Um, I did watch the second episode of Mindy and didn't hate it. So, you know, there we go. Didn't hate it. There's Amory's <laughs> classic, didn't hate it. Um, there you have it. So, yeah, so now I'm literally sitting in the dark because I never turned my light on before I sat down. <laughs> and my headphones will reach my light. And it's it's gotten dark here early. So I have to go and get out of the darkness. Yeah, still light for another couple hours here, but... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Right. Bye. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of now hit the record button. Okay, Drew, say something. Hi, I'm Drew Morehouse. Okay, and Amory. Hi. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody's recording. Now we can. Uh, okay, good. Now we can. You can, Amory. You can start whenever. Okay. And I'll, I'll try um, not to ray you. Wait. <laughs> I have trouble getting through this. Um. Okay, we can start. Hi. No, I never say hi. I got to settle down. <laughs> it's been a while. Hello? Okay, you back, Amory? Yeah, all of a sudden it was just on hold. I could do nothing. I couldn't unhold it. I just hung up. Yeah, well, it was it was a little weird. Drew dropped off for a second, and then I tried to add her back, and then when I added her back, you were there for a second, and then you dropped off. <laughs> and then I was trying to get you back, and then... So, yeah. See, it's all the idea of the base fault. It Funnels. is. This is all yeah. Chris and Krug's fault. That's right. Oh, my God.